You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 31st, 2021. My name is Phil Frost. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk a little bit about Mo Bamba and sort of the, the issues that are kind of present for him and, and, and how he goes about solving them. Um, you know, I think there's been a consistent criticism about him that is really difficult to put a finger on. And, and so we'll talk a little bit about the issues that he faces there. We'll also talk a little bit about the Magic starting lineup and what that starting lineup might ultimately look look like. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all to go check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ahead of their season opener next Thursday against Dallas Cowboys? You can check out Locked On Bucks. That's B-U-C-S, not B-U-C-K-S. That's an entirely different kind of Bucks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked On, anything you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast brought to you by our pals at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We're going to get into a lot of lineup stuff and a lot of uh, different different permutations about wh- where the magic can go throughout the course of the week. I've got some, we've got some thoughts uh, ahead on on the backcourt rotation, on on kind of the different lineups the magic could maybe deploy, um, as well as plenty more to say about where the magic are at in the rebuild. Um, it is the quiet time of the offseason, so I am on my summer schedule, on my offseason schedule. We're going to go about three times a week here until the season begins in late September. Um, maybe four times a week. You know, we'll kind of pick up our pace a little bit as we get closer to the beginning of the season. But obviously, not a lot going on in the Magic world and NBA world right now um, as everyone gets ready for the season. What we do have, though, are a lot of questions. Uh, and perhaps the biggest question is facing, and, and probably the most at stake in this season, is facing Mo Bamba, the now four-year center, uh, rising fourth-year center, for the Orlando Magic, the former sixth overall pick in the draft. This is a guy who has faced a, a lot of criticism in, in, in his career. Um, you know, Some of it deserves, some of it not. Um, but everything seems to always go back to one idea. Um, it was an idea that was prevalent, actually, uh, in Josh Robbins of The Athletic's kind of discussion with scouts that he, that he did on The Athletic. Um, and, and, and if you don't, if you, if you subscribe to The Athletic, Josh has spoken to his uh, his network of scouts um, about several of the Magic's young players. He published his thought, published their thoughts on Mobamba, published their thoughts on Cole Anthony. Um, but everything keeps coming back to one thought with Mobamba. Um, so I encourage you to read that article, obviously. But um, one thought really struck out to me. Um, several of the scouts, uh, and this has been a criticism that's kind of followed Bamba throughout the years that I've noticed, said that Bamba simply plays with no or a low motor. Now, what does this mean? Um, you know, if you listen to this podcast enough, you know that I hate terms that are really difficult to define. Um, oftentimes, I will take what coaches say, um, these kind of vague terms, and say, okay, how can we measure this? How can I 
you know, someone who is not in a practice room, someone who is not, you know, I, I think I know basketball pretty well, but I don't speak it at the advanced level that they do in the NBA. What, what does this mean? I, Josh, Josh's article is not the first time I've heard someone say that Mo has a low motor. Has a low motor. That was, that was something that was said in his draft profiles and his draft previews. Um, that he was someone that maybe didn't always impact games or, or play um, with a high motor. Um, I never take it to mean effort. Um, you know, I've I've been around this league long enough to say most of these players are giving their full effort. Um, it is extremely rare that a player is not giving their full effort, and you can tell when effort wanes. I've watched Mo Bamba. Mo's effort, Mo's problem is not effort. Um, if that's what people are trying to say when they say motor, they're trying to say that you know he doesn't play hard in a nice way, I disagree wholeheartedly with that. Mo plays with effort. He is trying. He's giving it his all. Whether there's conditioning issues or, or anything else, I have never seen Mo kind of dog. Does he get upset with himself? Does he uh, maybe think too much or, or be stuck in, in an individual play and not move on to the next one? You know, the, the goldfish uh, mentality, is, as Ted Lasso would put it. Sure. But that's not effort. So what is motor? What, why do people consi- consistently say that Mo Bamba has a low motor? And, and more importantly, if this is a consistent and constant criticism of him, then how does he fix it? Something that I think even Mo mentioned, mentioned himself that is something that he has to be better at. To me, it is very much about that consistency. Um, the motor is being able to play at a high level consistently at all phases of the game. Um, I've watched plenty of Mo over the years now. I feel like part of Mo's problem is the game moved a little too fast for him, and that's to be expected with a rookie player. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to struggle a little bit catching up to the speed of the game. Um, I do think that is a real thing. Um, Mo plays. Mo Mo has Mo has to continue kind of. I feel like the the biggest issue with Mo is he's thinking so much. The game is moving so fast that he's not just out there playing. And I think that was exacerbated a little bit by Steve Clifford and kind of the precise way that he wanted him to play. Uh, and Mo just didn't get a chance to go out there and make mistakes. Again. You give a guy a little bit of freedom, and sure, you don't want him making the same mistakes. You don't want a player out there making mistakes, but you also need to give players the freedom to make mistakes and to learn from those mistakes. And I feel like sometimes that, yes, Mo had such a short leash that it was not clear whether he was in the rotation or not, um, that he was kind of still fighting for a spot and fighting for his place in the NBA, that sometimes Mo was too afraid to make mistakes. Um, I, I, I would say... In the NBA, you don't ever want to be wrong. You don't ever want to do the wrong thing because uh, teammates are counting on you to do the right thing. But as as would be the case with a lot of things, it's almost better to be decisive and wrong than indecisive because indecisive is always wrong. Go make a play. Go, you know, if you're going to hedge, even if you're not supposed to, hedge hard. Go, you know, do what you think you're supposed to do and then go back and correct it and learn for the next time. The thing is, there are so many plays in NBA game, especially with how fast the pace is today. There's so many plays in NBA game that 
Everyone's going to make a mistake at some point. No one's going to be perfect. Someone's going to take a bad shot. Someone's going to be in the wrong spot on the rotation. The, the, the trick is consistency. Are you making the right choice? Are you making the right plays more often than not? If you're making the wrong play too many times, yeah, you're going to, be, you're going to, be, you're going to sit down on the bench, but you have to be out there making plays to begin with. And I think that's part of the Mo Bamba issue. For a lot of people, it seems like for, motor is about force. What are you doing on the court to make the defense notice you? Are you, again, are you making your presence felt or are you imposing yourself on the game in some way? If you're a player that has the talent that Mo Bamba does, and he clearly has a ton of talent, he wouldn't have been drafted as high and be as highly touted as a recruit coming out of high school if he didn't, what are you doing to impact the game? And again, there's no doubt that Bamba can do all this. This is why I think there is still hope for Bamba. Bamba was drafted to be a three-point shooting Rudy Gobert. And yeah, he averages 3.2 blocks per 36 minutes for his career. He is a good shot blocker. His defensive presence continued to get better too. In his rookie year, he gave up 59.3% defended field goal percentage at the rim according to Second Spectrum. In 2020, he was down to 51.4%. He was a real force. And really, it was a lot of things that eventually kind of derailed him. Injuries have been the biggest factor in his career. And clearly last year, he was not right. But again, 2020, his second year, he showed the signs of growth that you wanted to see from him defensively. 51.4% field goal percentage allowed at the rim, as well as a 103.4 defensive rating when he was on the floor, the best mark among rotation players. Now, that didn't carry over to 2021. And a lot of that, I think, had to do with the lineups Bamba was in and his and his issues as a covid as as apparently a covid long term long hauler. So if there's hope that Bamba can get himself back it is that if he's going to put if he can put in the work with his conditioning, he can be a factor still on that end of the floor. And obviously his three-point shooting which has been inconsistent um certainly can still improve and certainly is still a weapon nonetheless. Again, a lot of things have befallen Bamba a lot of things have kind of kept Bamba from reaching his real potential, from reaching his true potential. But this criticism still kind of follows him along. And I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's completely fair. I think Bamba needed time. And, and yes, I was someone that believed that, you know, his magic goals changed, that Bamba wasn't the answer, that Bamba wasn't quite ready to do that. He, everyone knew when the magic drafted him, he would be a project. Injuries have slowed that project to a crawl. And obviously this year is his last chance to make good. This is his last chance to make an impression. Bamba, though, has some things working against him. Again, sometimes it just doesn't look like he's trying. The, the, his gait. You know, Tracy McGrady got criticized for this too because he had this kind of sleepy eyes. Um, just doesn't look like they're trying. Doesn't look like they're playing hard. Again, I think Bamba's playing hard. But I think a lot of it is just diagnosing and the fear of making mistakes. You can't be afraid of making mistakes. You can't be afraid of being in the wrong spot. You can't be afraid of doing the wrong thing. You need to learn from your mistakes. You need to strive to be better. You can't just be out there freelancing. You got to be in the the play in the in the game plan, especially defensively. But you can't be afraid to make mistakes either. And I think that is ultimately where Bomba's issues lie is he's been too afraid to make mistakes. 
His hook has been, the hook has been too quick on him. And he hasn't had the chance to show the kind of growth that he might be capable of. No player needed a fresh start more than Mo Bamba. And having a new coach and really a new team will help him with that. At the end of the day, this is now all on him. The Magic are giving him the opportunity to prove that he can be part of their future. I do think that the Magic will potentially play some big lineups with Mo and Carter to, and Mo and Wendell Carter together. I think they're open to that idea. But now it's all on Mo. Now it's Mo who has to step through those doors. Mo who has to show what he's capable of doing. And if he can, all these questions will go away. Again, this lack of motor thing, I agree he doesn't play with the force that he needs to play. He doesn't play with the confidence that he needs to play with. This lack of motor thing, though, feels like a cop-out for people trying to say that he doesn't play hard, which, frankly, just isn't true. Bamba can still be really good. But again, he's got to show that he can. He's got to make that production work on the court. And he's got to prove that he can be a force in this league. Let's talk a little bit about what the Magic starting lineup might be and where they might go coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Sweatblock. It is still summer here in Central Florida. And if you've ever been to summer in Central Florida, whether it's to go to theme parks or you just live here, you know it gets hot. You might as well step, you, you pretty much step outside and the heat envelops you. Uh, yes, I'm using that word, envelops. It completely surrounds you. It is, it is a thing. And sweat is the worst thing you can experience. Gets all over your clothes, makes you look terrible, makes you feel terrible. Get rid of that sweat. Don't, the sweat doesn't even begin with sweat block. It's stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night, before bedtime, go to bed, and the next morning you wake up, wash, go about your day without worrying about sweat guaranteed. This probably sounds too good to be true, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. None of that. If it can work in Florida, it can work anywhere. If, you're someone you, or if you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today, 20, get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CVS. Today's podcast also brought to you by pals at Indeed. General managers ask questions to find the right players. When you're hiring, you can use Indeed assessments to help make sure you find candidates with the skills you need. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring juice help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to help make sure you're finding applications from people with the skills you need. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply.
So obviously one of the big issues that still remains for the Orlando Magic is figuring out who's actually going to start um, and, and figuring out how the Magic make all these pieces fit together. Um, it doesn't seem it's like it's that straightforward all the time that, 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 this, that, that certain players will be where they are. Uh, obviously, the big mystery is when will Jonathan Isaac, when will Markel Fultz be healthy? Um, but there are plenty of other questions. Um, you know, one thing I think that you have to really like about where this Magic team is situated talent-wise is they have a lot of guys who feel like they are capable of developing into starters. Um, they have the talent of guys who can go, become starters. Now, will all of them reach that talent? Will all of them become those kinds of players? Probably not. Um, you know, I think that's, that's, that's fair to say. But um, what, where I think a lot of people really like what the Magic have done and, and how the Magic have set themselves up in this rebuild is they have a lot of good, interesting players. Um, a lot of good, interesting young players. And um, Like I said, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into this the argument a little bit more later on in the week or a little, little bit later on before training camp, a good chunk of this season, a, a big goal for this season, is actually just figuring out what you have so that you can begin shaping it into what you want it to be. Um, and so, yes, so a lot of players will have a lot to prove this year. Now, if you ask me, uh, I think the Magic starting lineup should probably be Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, uh, uh, sorry, Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac, and Wendell Carter. Um, if, if you're asking me, I think that's probably your best and most consistent five. Um, and again, starting lineup is probably more about consistency than anything else. Um, you get, obviously, Fultz is, is one of the better players on the team. Isaac's probably the best player on the team still. Suggs is your prized rookie. Harris gives you some veteran presence. And Wendell Carter is your most consistent defensive center. Now, I'm not saying, I'm saying you pencil that in. I don't think that's a starting lineup. That's for sure the starting lineup. Oh, again, one of the things I really like about this Magic team, I'm going to get into this a little bit more probably later on in the week, is discussing the, the versatility that the Magic have with some of these lineups. You can play Chuma Okiki and Jonathan Isaac together. I think you can play Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba together, or Wendell Carter and, and Robin Lopez together, especially if Wendell continues to improve as a three-point shooter. You can obviously play a three-guard lineup with Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, or Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, or you know probably more RJ Hampton or three than that. Um, but there is, you, I, honestly, I think you could do a three-guard lineup with, with like Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, or Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, uh, with Franz Wagner or Chumo Kiki at the three, uh, Jonathan Isaac at the five. You know, you could you could do or the four. Sorry, Jonathan Isaac at the five. You can do a lot of really fun, interesting stuff. And again, a lot of it's going to be matchup dependent. A lot of it's going to be figuring that part out. Um, but the main goal is get your five best players on the floor and, and allow them um, a chance to succeed and allow them a chance to play and play together. So there are a lot of guys who can still break into the starting lineup. I, I don't think. You know, I pencil in Markel Fultz as, as the starter because I know how good he was before his injury. But if he comes back from his injury and he isn't quite right, he comes off the bench. You start Jalen Suggs alongside Gary Harris. Um, you start so you start Chumo Kiki at the three or Franz Wagner at the three. You start maybe R.J. Hampton at the three. I mean, I think I think R.J. is going to see a significant amount of time at small forward this year. The point is, the Magic have some versatility, and the Magic have some guys who very well could break into that starting line. So let's go through a few guys who, you know, aren't guaranteed starters who could easily get there. Um, the first is obviously Jalen Suggs. Um, I think at this point, 
You know, Jalen Suggs, I don't think, will be the best player on the team to start the season. It would not surprise me if he starts the season coming off the bench, if the Magic bring him on, bring him along a little bit slower. You know, starting uh, Markel Fultz at point or Cole Anthony at point um, alongside Gary Harris. Um, and I do think it's really important that Gary Harris is in the starting lineup just to provide some veteran leadership, just to provide some veteran presence, um, and to give him his chance to kind of make his mark and increase his trade value as well. Um, but Jalen Suggs will be a starter at some point this year. I mean, he's just too good. He's just too. Um, he's too. He, he he's just too good. I mean, he's, he's he was really good at summer league. There's no reason to think that what he did at summer league will not translate to the NBA in some fashion. Um, it's going to be hard to keep him off the floor, and it's going to be hard to keep his minutes down um, over the course of the season. You want to see how he looks with Markel Fultz. You want to see how he looks with some of the other guards. So he's going to f- bounce around part different parts of the rotation. I think that I think by the end of the year. Jalen Suggs will probably be leading the team in scoring and probably look like the Magic's very best player, certainly the best offensive player on the team. So it's not going to take very long for Jalen Suggs to get on the floor. The interesting guy, and it would not surprise me if he's starting by the trade deadline after whatever moves the Magic make at the trade deadline, or fairly quickly, is Chuma Okiki. And honestly, we probably haven't talked about Chuma Okiki enough during this offseason. Um... There is a lot to be excited about with Chumokiki. Magic fans certainly love the guy. Um, a lot of NBA people love him, too. Um, his rookie year was a bit inconsistent. Um, he, he, he struggled, obviously, with the injury early on. Needed to get his footing after a year away. Um, could be a good hint at what the Magic can expect from Jonathan Isaac and, and Markel Fultz when they return. Um, but he had a really nice hot streak there in January when, when he got certainly got pushed into the starting lineup a little bit more. Um, really found his groove and then hit the rookie wall. Um, definitely hit a wall and struggled for a solid couple months and then had a really nice game against Cleveland, turned his ankle, and was on the shelf for the rest of the season. Um, again, for rookie year, I think everyone was really happy with Chuma Kiki. I think that there's a lot to really enjoy about his game and what he brought to the table um, and, and the kind of play that he brings for this Magic team. Um, I think that... I think that Okiki is someone that the Magic are going to continue to invest in and someone that the Magic will continue to look at. Um, and he can slot in at the three or the four. I think we have to see lineups with him and Jonathan Isaac together just to figure out if they can play together. And that's going to be a big thing uh, that I think the team's going to be experimenting with throughout the course of the season, whether it's Okiki and Isaac at the four or five, whether it's Okiki and Isaac at the three four. We're going to see those two together, and it's going to be key minutes to see whether those two can coexist or whether those two can play off each other in a significant way. It's also going to be key to figure out, is Shumo Kiki your future starter, or is Franz Wagner your future starter? And I think that was one of the confusing parts of the Wagner pick, is that it seemed to duplicate a lot of things that Okiki does, and Okiki does very, very well. Last guy I want to talk about is RJ Hampton. Um, to me, RJ Hampton kind of feels like the odd man out in some ways. Um, you know, there are a lot of really, there are a lot of interesting players on this team, um, but you only have so many spots in rotation. And RJ's going to bounce around. Um, he played mostly at the three in Summer League out of necessity. Um, I think with you know how little players the Magic have that can play the three, uh, I think Hampton plays a lot on the wings this year, the two or the three. And obviously, I think his three-point shot was much improved in Summer League. I thought that he was really aggressive and really solid as a three-point shooter. A lot more comfortable, it seemed like, taking that shot. Um Figuring out how to play without the ball is going to be a really key aspect of Hampton's uh, season now. Uh, what I think is really interesting, though, is where he fits in in this rotation. He's going to be your flex guy. You can play him in either the, any three of the wing positions. 
Uh, and I think he will play all three. If someone goes down, if someone gets hurt, Hampton's going to be one of the guys that gets called to start. The Magic aren't going to start Terrence Ross. I think they, they they still like him in that bench role, although perhaps Jamal Mosley will have different ideas with Terrence Ross than, um, than Steve Clifford did. And, and maybe that's something we should dive back into is, is how Ross perf- has performed historically as a starter. RJ Hampton, though, um, is sort of the wild card of this team. Uh, immensely talented, the, one of the fastest players on the team. Guy who seems like he's done a lot of hard work this offseason. But the question is, where does he fit into the ecosystem of this team? And I think that's one thing Camp is really going to solve and really figure out. And also, it's going to really help to figure out when do the Magic let go of Gary Harris? How quickly do the Magic end any Gary Harris experience that, experiments that they have? Or how comfortable will they be trading him at the trade deadline? Um, RJ Hampton, I think, is a really interesting player. Someone in this rotation is going to get pushed out, though. Um, and I've kind of predicted it's, it's Hampton's the one in danger of, of that happening to him. But obviously, there's a lot of work to go before we get there. I think Hampton is, is going to be really, really valuable. So the Magic starting lineup, you could I think you pencil in those five guys, Fultz, Suggs, Harris, Isaac, Carter. Um, Bamba, obviously, I think can push his way into the starting lineup too. I think there'll be moments where Robin Lopez looks like he should be starting. You know, you could make an argument that maybe the Magic should consider starting Terrence Ross with the new coach. Um, but I think that, I think that um, when you look at this a little bit closer, the Magic starting lineup feels like you can pencil that in, um, and maybe there'll be some slight adjustments based on injury and recovery. Uh, but you know, the Magic have guys. I think that that you know, again, maybe not high end guys, but young guys. The Magic should feel comfortable that they can develop and continue to grow in the starting lineup. And again, in a number of different lineups too. That's I think one of the real advantages. It doesn't feel like the Magic are stuck into set rotations. I think there are a lot of fun and interesting lineups the Magic should be trying and should be well ready to experiment with at some point during the season. We'll close up shop here and, and talk a little bit about what's coming up the rest of the week um, uh, here in just a moment. But first, this podcast is brought to you by our pals at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you, for your local chain auto parts store, to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. The warehouse is literally in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Before we close up shop on today's episode, I just want to do a little bit of house cleaning. We are officially kind of in off-season mode here, so the the frequency of episodes is probably going to drop down to three or four per week. Um, probably leaning more towards three per week uh, at the early stages. We're going to start doing player profiles on OrlandoMagicDaily.com beginning after Labor Day, so we'll probably pick up some steam a little bit then, but there's just not a lot going on in the Magic Kingdom right now, Uh, and and again, I I, I didn't do a history project this offseason just because the offseason was so short, so some of our typical offseason stuff is definitely going by the wayside, but um, I I do want to let you all know some some of my plans so you can expect when to see episodes again. Right now, probably three or four days a week. Um, my plan, uh, I've been kind of shifting my re- recording schedule around a little bit. Um, my plan is to have episodes released by around noon 
uh, when they do come out. Um, so again, if that's uh, so, so you'll, and always give each episode sort of 24 hours to kind of sit and breathe a little bit um, so that you don't miss anything. So whenever you listen to the podcast, whether it's in the morning or, um, you know, on your drive home or whenever, um, you will have a podcast sitting there for you, a new podcast relatively sitting there for you. I will try and make sure I record on Mondays. I wasn't able to this week just because I was trying to catch up on some things, uh, including sleep. Um, and so I was not able to record. Uh, my work schedule's shifted around a little bit too, so Mondays are becoming a little bit trickier for me on that front. Um, once the season does begin, though, we'll start getting back to morning episodes, or I'll start trying to get back into a routine of doing morning episodes. I am planning on me- mixing up the schedule a little bit there, um, maybe doing weekend episodes or, or structuring episodes around games so that we don't miss anything over the weekends or miss anything uh, involving games, because I do think games are really, really important. That's kind of how our lives are structured. Um, and so, so sort of taking days off that mirror the magic stays off in real life. Well, we'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, I, you know, again, this is the point of the year where I do want to ask what you guys want for me a little bit more. So always feel free to make suggestions or or, or tell me what works and what doesn't work uh, on the show. This is, this is the time to reevaluate and prepare for the season. Um, you can always contact me by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. That's omagicdaily at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, you can find me at LockedOnMagic or at PhilipRR underscore OMD. Again, um, hitting, hitting off-season mode a little bit here, so, we're, so frequency is going to come down a little bit uh, for for, pod, for the number of podcast episodes that you see until the season really kicks off at the end of September. Um, but we'll still be going strong with shows throughout these, these closing months. Obviously, I still have a lot of thoughts. Um, later on this week, uh, throughout the week, We'll talk a little bit more about lineups, about uh, who the Magic should be starting, how they should be deploying their lineups, who they should be playing, who they should be playing with, um, as well as I have some thoughts on the Magic's rebuild and kind of the path that they're now walking. I know a few summers ago I talked about the build from the middle path that the Miami Heat had kind of carved and how they were a good model for the Magic. I have a different model in mind now for what the Magic are trying to do and how the Magic need to accomplish their goals. So we'll get to all that coming up in the next week or so. But well, no, thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore Dean. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Don't forget, too, to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is me, Phil Cross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.